Welcome everyone, this is Jim, and it's time for another edition of WW Free. I'm here with Sarah. Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Thank you for having me once more. Of course, of course. So, this time we're doing something a little bit shorter, and I believe in the short history of the show, this might be the earliest show that I've done. We're doing This Tuesday in Texas, 1991. What do you know about this event, if anything? Uh, well, I really, I might have seen it when I first started watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a, a refresher for me. So. All right. Um, so this, I, the history is, is that there was Survivor Series 1991, and then there was the Undertaker beating Hulk Hogan, but not without some controversy. Gotcha. Apparently, so this was, you know, I think it was like a month or two before, uh, a month or two before this, uh, not this event, but I mean in 2020, where um, we had a pay-per-view and then there was another pay-per-view right after Payback, I believe it was, like a week later. This mm-hmm. might have been the first time, this Tuesday in Texas, where they actually pulled out a pay-per-view and did one within a week of the pay-per-view, of the previous right. one. So right. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I've, um, I've heard, you know, I hear about it every now and then if somebody kind of refers back to it. So it, it's not too foreign to me, but... Mm-hmm. Um, It'll be fun to kind of go back. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if I've actually ever ever seen this. I know what this results in, but mm-hmm. but we'll get we'll get to that in a little bit. So, um, with that in mind, let's do the countdown here. I'll go five, four, three, two, one, and then play, and that's when you hit play. All right. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one, play. All right. So we start off here. It looks like. Mean Gene and The Undertaker, which makes sense because this is, although I don't know if this is a interview after he won the belt, because I do know that that happened, or if this is actually on the Tuesday. Uh, no, so this is, okay, because he's Mean Gene's um, kind of saying that this Tuesday in Texas, you're going to defend against Hulk Hogan. So this, this was from the Survivor Series. title ring, too. Yes. And it wouldn't be a very long one either. Man. So actually, I believe this is one that I recently read. There was like some controversy on in that the uh, Hulk Hogan would go on to apparently claim that like the Undertaker gave him the tombstone the wrong way and he messed up his neck or whatever and that he did it wrong. And apparently Taker was really mad about it because years, many, many years later, he looked at the video again and he's like, no, that's not absolutely not true. You were perfectly fine. So mm. that's kind of the backstory. So during WWE Free, Sarah, we go through other topics, wrestling and non-wrestling wise. What do you want to bring up while The Undertaker continues his interview with Mean Gene? Well, um... Well, the big, the biggest news other than the president um, catching COVID is we have um, the twenty six 
tropical storm in uh, the Atlantic hurricane season. That is Delta. Okay. And we're not even, we're about a month and a half away from the end of the hurricane season. And so, um, this on track to be just as busy as it was in 2005. Okay. Um, yeah, leave it to me to be the weather buff here. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually in the Kona era. That's why I was bringing it up. So does that mean that you're more, you're, you're, what does this mean? That you're more susceptible, your area to hurricanes? Um, yeah, it just depends on where the direction of the hurricanes goes. Um, a lot of it has to do with where the high pressure is, if there's a front coming through to t- carry it off, all those things. Um, they have it, um, like with this one, they have it going through um, the Gulf. And it's well known that the Gulf it has very warm water. And But being that this October maybe won't be too bad, but they're projecting it to be a Category 3 hurricane. Okay, oh wow, all right. And, and, supposed, and the Kona Air's got it like between um, Louisiana and Alabama. Poor guys. And, um, right. and the Kona, like the further... The further uh, time span is the bigger the error. I think we'll probably get like rain bands out of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually that's the case for us. Yeah, I uh, you know living here in the New Jersey New York area, we don't really worry about hurricanes, so right, we not really uh, relate to what um, yeah to anyone that's you know to you that might be worried about. Hurricanes, and it looks like we start off this event with Bret Hart. Now, I don't mm-hmm. remember what he was doing. At, I'm pretty sure he was just on a Survivor Series team. Um, see, that's the weirdest thing, because Survivor Series would have happened, I believe, on the Sunday. And now this event is two days later. So mm-hmm. a lot of these can't be... The matches can't be, like, I don't know, built up. Right, <laughs> you know I don't uh, even know who that guy is. <laughs> uh, that would be the alligator man, Skinner. No, I know who Bret Hart is. I think sure. a lot of us know who that is. <laughs> uh, Skinner, I believe, would go on to uh, be a producer for many years in okay. modern WWE. I say modern, and I, I want to say like the late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, oh wow! Really? Maybe you, if you've heard the name of Steve Kern, I believe that is yes. Skinner. Yes. Okay. You learn something new every day. <laughs> You'll do. I know. We we all try. Um, seeing so many of these, um, seeing so many of these guys, a lot of them have passed away. Gosh, so sad. I well, miss. Uh, I miss them all. <laughs> well, ironically, the first two people on here did not pass away. I, I, at least I don't think Steve Kern is dead. No. I'm not really that sure, to be honest with you, now that you're now that you're bringing this up. Question for you. Have you ever done a... Um, I don't know if it was be called a DNA swab. So I recently signed up for this thing called 23andMe. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I have. So I just got an email while we're on here. Saying we're genotyping your DNA. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea what that means? 
Uh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. Did you already send a swab in? Or? I did, I did. Um, okay. Here it is, wait. On to genotyping. Thanks to this technology, we're able to read around 600,000 letters in your DNA, which power your 23andMe results. We use probes to turn your sample into knowledge. So apparently my DNA can be tracked as far as like this process because right now it's on purple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it and see what it says. So you've never done this before. Or you no, just I haven't. It wants me to sign in. I don't remember my password. I'm not going to bother. Terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I was just curious about that. So what else has been going on in your life? Um, shoot, um, just been working really, um, now I did, I did go to my, um, first, um, Miami Dolphins game, uh, almost two weeks ago, they were playing in Jacksonville, um, Jacksonville's about a three hour drive from where I live, Mm -hmm. so I got to see my Dolphins play for the first time, um, that was at the, um, TIAA Bank Field, Everbank Field in Jacksonville. How is being a football fan during a social distancing era, how is that going? You know, I think, um, well, the staff at the stadium, um, they were very, um, very thorough. Um, I mean, they actually had people walking around um, checking to see if you're wearing a mask or not, and they tell you to put it back on or you're getting kicked out. Um, now, obviously, if you're eating or drinking something, that's the exception. But, sure. um, but yeah, they had people walking around all night, you know, you know, just repeating social distancing and all that stuff. And there was there was a bunch of um, hand sanitizers. Um, people were following following the rules, you know. So it for for us, my dad and I. Um, it was a very pleasant experience, and yeah, I mean, there was, I, we we had a great time, um, and it was actually they say it's like only twenty five percent of fans allowed in the stadium. I guess with the way everything was spread out, it looked like it was more, but sure. but I mean, they actually had um, various seats throughout the stadium ta- uh, zip tied, so you couldn't even sit in the seats. Because mm. you know how some people like to go down and like yeah. try to sit in an empty seat. Oh no, you can't do that. And then like the first, the first ten rows all around the stadium are tarped off, so the fans can't reach to the players and stuff. Now I don't know if you would know this, but obviously you said you and your father went. But do you know up to how many tickets you could have bought at one time? Like, um, let's say there were eight of you. Can could you have bought eight tickets? They um, the highest I saw was six. Okay. Um, I, I saw a lot of fours, um, more fours than anything, but they had rows, they had pods, of, they call it pods, pods of two, pod, you know, pods of four, pods of six, just, um, so, but yeah, um, I actually got mine off of, um, Ticketmaster. Right. And... Yeah, um, StubHub had seats and Ticketmaster. I, I actually went on one site and bought tickets, and I paid way too much for them. Okay. Uh, 
because <laughs> I really wanted to go to this game, and there's a personal reason behind that. But um, but how do you know that you paid way too much? Because because the um like the total with tax and all was like four hundred dollars. Okay. But but I get an email like two hours later saying that the order was canceled. So like I'm like. <gasps> So I found I found so I found another set of tickets and for way less. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. Now I guess I'm just really interested because I've actually not talked to you're the first person I think I've talked to that went to some kind of event uh-huh. in this in this new some kind of live event I guess I should say. Right. Now let's say because when you enter, did they do the temperature checks? Um, they did not do the temperature check. That's surprising. All right. Yeah, I I was surprised by that too. But they still checked your bag, I assume, to make sure like you're not carrying any weapons. See, that's interesting because you would think that when they check your bag, that would be when the temperature check would come into play. Right. Yeah, I mean they they did the standard bag check and you know metal detector type of thing and. And, you know, they made sure you had your mask on. You couldn't enter without a mask, so. Right. But, um, yeah, uh, it overall it was a pleasant experience, and um, I, I would do it again. Uh, mm-hmm. We might we might go back to see the Browns play in November. We haven't decided that yet. Okay. <laughs> but, um, that's my dad's favorite team. Sure. So, um. So we're thinking about that, but we're undecided right now. But mm. I, I mean, it we have it was a pleasant experience overall. I didn't have no problems whatsoever. That's good. I and mean, like I said, I'm just very surprised they didn't do the temperature check. And I mean, I can't even really because they didn't do that. I can't really ask you my next question and get an answer, which would have been: Let's say you get the temperature check, and let's say you do have a fever. Now, while I understand why they would not let you in due to that mm-hmm. can you get your money back i don't know because technically you did go and were refused denial but but it's not like you went what what did skinner just hit him with skinner just hit him with a, a oh hand. yeah it looks like a it kind of looks like oh, an alligator hand actually okay Sick. Which makes sense because he's the alligator man. Okay, so that's that yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um. Anyway, so I feel like it's not your fault, but at the same time, looking at the place that sold you the tickets, it's not their fault either. Yeah. Um. Well, for me, um, and it's not like you I... can resell those tickets now either. Right. Um, well, for me, um, I purchased insurance on my tickets. Okay. So that probably would play a factor in it right. if that were to happen. Um, if somebody did, uh, so if you purchased insurance, um, I think you can get your money back if for some reason, uh, you couldn't make it to the event or whatever. Um, but in this case, with the pandemic, I really am not sure um, what they would do. Yeah, because it's not—it's neither party's fault, actually. And why? Why? By the time you get there, and you find, and if you could scan there, it's also too late for for them to even offer tickets to someone else because the event's right there and then. 
Right. Really and scal- a scalping's illegal, I think. So. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Plus, I mean, um, at this point, th- that's a great question, actually. Was there Were there scalpers still there in a COVID world? I think so. Um, that's surprising I remember me, one you... guy saying he had a ticket available, and he was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Only because I figured, like, at this point in this in the world that we're living in right now, you're going to make a journey and know if you're getting in for sure. Right. Um, okay, so th- I'm going to bring up... Um, you, don't, do you, you don't play video games, do you? I don't even know, really. Oh, well... Well, see, I love video games. Okay. I was a video game girl growing up. Um, since, since my brother um, got married, uh, well, since we got older, um, I usually watch my brother play, and um, I haven't really done that. But I, I was a video game girl, so I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so I want to just talk about what I got into yesterday. Okay. Uh, Mario 35. Okay. Do you know what that is or no? No. Okay, so you you know the old Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers 1, right? Oh, Mar- okay, Mario. I'm yeah. like, huh, what? <laughs> so Mario, Mario yeah, okay. Mario Brothers, so what they did, and it's apparently only available until I think March of next year, is there, there's an online game called Mario 35. And what okay. it is, it's Mario Brothers 1, but you play against 34 other people. Oh, wow. Now... I'm sure you're saying, wait, how do you play against 34 other people? That's what I was thinking. Is it an online thing? Yes. So what happens is you go through regular Mario and 34 other people are also going through regular Mario as well. And like, let's say you kill a Goomba, all right, or any Uh enemy for that matter. What happens is the enemy then gets transported to one of your opponents you could do random you can do however i think it's random you can go by the current leader i forgot what the other options were and it's basically one once you die you're done you're out and you have to be the last one standing Mm. and also the timer you the timer also comes into play because uh-huh if there's if because let's face it if you're looking to survive then you probably want to go as slow as possible. Right. But then right. if the timer starts going down and you don't hit the end, you could be eliminated that way as well. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That That's an interesting concept. I uh, take it you can't take your short shortcuts either like they had in an original game. <laughs> no, you, surprisingly, you can. Where like that second really? world where you go on the top and just run on the uh-huh. top. You can, you can 100% do that. I didn't oh, unlock my. all the levels yet, though, so I can't vouch for if there are any other uh, shortcuts. Man, that would be badass doing something like that, and like they didn't have a clue, and you kind of tap into when you're like <laughs> six, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I got it." But the thing that the thing that does make it much harder, though, is the fact like, I mean, there have been times where like I will go into the next section, and there's like. 20 Goombas, five, like, of the Koopa Troopas, but the ones that bounce, and then, uh-huh. like, four bloopers, and you're like, how in the world do I survive this? 
And you still get your power-ups, though. You could still get, like, your mushrooms, your fire flower. Yeah. In fact, yeah. the fire flower is probably the top Your one-ups, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one-ups, because remember, you... you oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But the fire flowers, what they do is if there's a lot of enemies, then a lot of enemies will be spawning to your, uh, your opponents, because you're mm-hmm. constantly killing them. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting concept. I, I uh, yeah, it is. I'm That's looking... a good way to kind of bring it back, bring Mario back, but in a whole different kind of scenario, you know? Yeah, and also, I mean, like I said, though, it's only available until March of next year. Oh wow, okay. The thing is, it's supposed to be because Mario is it's his 35th anniversary, so they were like. We're doing something special for him, and this is mm-hmm. one of oh, those yeah. things. That, that's a great idea. And as predicted, or not as predicted, as expected, Bret Hart retains his championship against Skinner. Some guy in the crowd has a rose. I just noticed that. I think it says something about him being undefeated until then. Wow. Hmm. I mean, like, while we were talking, I was sitting oh, by the way, she, by the way, uh, they just... Two girls, huh. uh, two girls had a sign uh, uh, and said Brett the Hitman Hart, and they spelled uh, Hart H E A R T. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was sitting there. there watching it while we were um, talking, and um, you know, this wasn't a bad match at all. Um, yeah, and, uh, Brett Hart is just fantastic anyway in his day, and um, but yeah, that was a good opener. Now this is the ma- a match that. Um, actually does have build. I said before, like, that not really many will have build, but this did have one. Um, Jake the Snake versus Macho Man. Oh. So that's, yeah. a, that's a, actually a big one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Now that I do remember, um, is this the one where the snake, um, bits, um, Macho Man, or that was, that's another one? I think that's a Saturday Night's main event, but I'm not really gotcha. that sure. Gotcha. You know, I saw something on Facebook the sure. other day. Um, one of my friends posted, did you know that Jake the Snake did not hold the title in WWE? No, that's true. I, I did know that. Yeah, and it's, it's very I, surprising. I never thought of that. And I was like, oh, that goes to show you how freaking great he is. Yeah. Like, I mean, his, le- his legend, you know, is... You know, he didn't even need a belt. Yeah. You know, and he's one of he's one of the best talkers of all time. Um, he's he's really smart when it comes to psychology and all that. And I love seeing him in AEW right now with yes. Lance Archer. Yeah. Um, I, I remember you they can had... learn a ton from guys like Jake. I remember they had a few weeks ago a Jake versus uh, not Jake versus well it was kind of a versus Jake versus. Arn Anderson on the microphone to build up for uh, Cody versus Archer. And they brought up the point that, like, really Jake and Arn Anderson never had any interaction with each other. And I found that hard to believe until I started really thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? That's probably true. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I missed some AEW, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. It's not because I inter- – I just didn't watch it. Um, I was actually having problems with my satellite. Oh, okay. And, like, on my property, um, where I live, um, there's, like, a bunch of these trees. And 
they're getting like the limbs are getting really long and things like that and um so it's kind of blocking the blocking the satellite so to speak Mm -hmm. um it's not bad until it rains and and the weight and the weight of the you know the water weighs the limbs down and um so it would go in and out and it did this for like three weeks and i'm like and, and like we're starting to get into cooler weather now here right. down in South Georgia. Um, and like in the South, we're very, uh, in the summer, um, we get what they call pop-up showers with the heat and humidity, um, you know, showers, you know, rain comes along from that. Sure. And so we would get one of these pop-up storms and, um, of course it would rain or downpour depending. And then I'm like, <sighs> Really? So we we kind we kind of took care of that problem this weekend. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm hoping I don't have any more issues because I could have really like I was missing some good stuff. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I think AEW. Um, and, and let me just make this clear: we're recording this on October fifth at about seven thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe this Wednesday is the. Jericho 30th anniversary, correct? It is. I'm actually I interested actually in that. That is on my list. I'm I'm actually interested in that. Um, and and that Jericho's 30 years on the list. Right <laughs> now, like I just I I just am really interested in seeing, uh, creatively what they do in regards to. I know he's already in a match. He's in a tag team match. Uh, look at and look at this gear by with Savage. Maybe you should pick up some of this some of these this clothing for yourself. Right, his green right. outfit is that there's a a giant feather in his hat. Yeah. In his green hat. And he's yeah, obviously yeah, super know, pissed about Jake. The macho man had to do it big now. Yeah. And he's also super pissed at Jake because he didn't even wait for Jake to get to No, he had. Yeah. He, he, he hasn't even taken the hat off anything. No, he <laughs> hasn't. Um, and what's even crazier, now that I'm thinking about it, not only is this a pay-per-view that they threw one with about 48 to 72 hours from their main Survivor Series show. Mm-hmm. This show is less than two hours. Yeah. Can you believe that even back then they were like, all right, here, you're going to pay us 50, whatever it was, 40, $50 for, actually it was probably less because this is like. Oh, it probably, I would think it would be like 30, $35 Sure, maybe. okay, but the point is that. I would even that, go as, as far as to say maybe 25 being it was like early 90s. Right. But the point is, and then they're going to be like, yeah, also in like three days, we need more money from you for this show. Right. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine it being the same price. If we assume that it was like $30, then mm-hmm. this was probably 15 I would think. Maybe. But yeah, so... I, I don't know. I just think that's interesting because people complain about, you know, the payback thing, which I was just like, I was like, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's not like it used to be as far as, I think wrestling fans forget that the reason, like, they would have pay-per-views in the first place is you build on a match because you need to try to, like, get people to fork out, like, 40 or $50 for the show. Mm-hmm. In a WWE Network era, it doesn't matter. You're already subscribed. They don't need to win you. They have you already. 
Right, right. So I don't yeah. mind them doing that, like, within a week. Like, what, I mean, I don't, I didn't really care about it, but, like, because I don't really care that much about WWE's current product, but, mm-hmm. I mean, but I don't, another oh. thing was, like, um, uh-oh, I hear a dog, what's going on? Yeah, hang on. Yeah, no problem, while you do that, I'll finish my point with the people out there. So my point is, I just don't understand why, I, I get, I understand why people are mad, because it's an old school mentality but it just doesn't it doesn't apply with the wwe network um being involved uh, or being in play I think a lot of it has to do with there's so much going on in wwe now you got your own stuff going on on raw your own stuff going on on smackdown nxt um you know it just um i i think uh, it's like you said they already have you being that you're a subscriber of WWE Network. Right. And then there's so much to go around, I would say. Um, yeah. Like, we had, we had what, last week? Um, last weekend was Clash of Champions. Right, yes. And We're, then we had to take over 31 last night. So, right. <laughs> I think it's just... I think it's just a lot going on, you know, just with everything in general. We have, there's an influx of talent, all kinds of talent going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you have to do that. And especially like in a pandemic, you know, you want to try to, you know, do as much as you can, I guess, in terms of content. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the whole thing. And now there's kind of like, uh, what is it? They are, they, uh, NXT apparently has their own version of the Thunderdome or something like that. Yeah, I actually watched Takeover Thirty One last night, and it, I think it, I think the people that were there were like the Performance Center people. Um, but yeah, they had that and like this, like screens like the Thunderdome had. It was really neat. It was a really cool setup. By the way, I really right, enjoyed it. Right now, you're noticing on your screen that Jake is working on Savage's left arm, which is all bandaged up. Um, mm-hmm. My guess is that is where the snake bit him that you thought of earlier. Gotcha. All right. Yep. So, yeah, it did happen before this then, which I okay. pretty much assumed that it was before this. Yeah. In fact, I feel like it was because of the snake. All right, I remember now what happened. Okay. So Jake and Savage were supposed to be on a Survivor Series team. Remember, Survivor okay. Series was a couple days ago. This happened probably like the week before because uh-huh. what happened was Savage, because of the snake bite, was off the Survivor Series team. And yeah. Roberts was off his Survivor Series team because he used a friggin' snake. And they're like, you can't do that shit. <laughs> and like, yeah. So you're, you're now temporarily suspended, which it's a quick suspension because he's back at it. Yeah. Um,. Oh, dang, ref almost got kabuki'd there. Which, for some reason, now I remember then Savage's team won anyway. It was, and I believe the Legion of Doom survived. Because I know the world title match wasn't the last match, because The Undertaker won. So when it's not Hogan in the final match of this era, more than likely the bad guy would have won the Hogan match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was very weird. Um... Why don't you bring something up? Why do I bring something up? Speaking of Legion of Doom, I'm still so sad about Animal. Ugh. 
I think I, I, it's gonna. This is gonna be weird to say, but and I think I might have said this to Bill, but I'm. I don't know if I said it on the air. Do you remember the first person that reported Animal's death? No, I don't, because um, it broke when I was at work, so I had no idea. Oh wait, wait I think we got Savage with the win here. Yep, pretty clean win. I didn't. I figured he would win, but I didn't know it would be that. Uh, I don't know. I thought something else happened for some reason. Anyway. Again, but, good stuff. Yeah, good <laughs> stuff. And, and like I said, this one, there was a build to, so I give them, yeah. mm-hmm. them credit on that. Uh, so anyway, it was broken, not broken, but the first person that seemed to say something about Animal dying was Hulk Hogan. And I oh, thought really? the funniest thing, and this is why it gets weird, I thought the funniest thing about that was when you read when you read the Hulk Hogan tweet at first, mm-hmm. half the people were replying like, hmm, someone should probably fact check this. Like half the people didn't, yeah. be- didn't believe him because Hogan's such a liar. Like no one, be- half the people didn't believe him. I just thought that was a testament to Hulk Hogan's lying ability. <laughs> that when he reports a death, people want to hear from either WWE or the wrestler's family instead. Right, yeah. Or some someone Some that, source that's credible, not him. Right. <laughs> right. Um I actually um know some know a promoter that was close to him and um so it was like it, it you know, Legion of Doom Road Warriors, they're they were my favorite tag team. So it was like it's, it was kind of like gut-wrenching for me because it was like, oh, man, my favorite tag team. They're gone. Like, yeah, Hawk passed away in 2003, and that was sad, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, he's not there no more. And I, yeah, I was so fortunate to meet him about five years ago at WrestleCon. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a nice guy, and I, he was only 60 years old. That's what got me. Right. By the way, yeah. is this snake, Jake the Snake Savage thing is not over because Jake DDT'd Savage. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, yeah, he had the chair, and they were getting the, um I think that was Jack, Tony. I wasn't sure, but he, they were getting the chair. Him and the ref were trying to talk Savage out of use, not using the chair. Mm-hmm. And now, now Savage is like kind of like out of it. I have a feeling another DDT is coming here, but we'll see. And I would be uh, correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, and also the, the other funny thing about it was I, in in my in my work, um, one of the guys yelled to the coworker uh, that wasn't me. Um, he yelled out, "The Legion of Doom, uh, the the Legion of Doom guy passed." Mm-hmm. And the coworker said, "Which one?" And I said, I yelled towards him like, "The only one that's left." Oh wow, he didn't know. Yeah, oh he man. Didn't. Either that or he forgot. I have a feeling he just forgot. Forgot because let's face it. Yeah. So many oh, of these yeah. guys are dead like that. Mm-hmm. It's I, I've done a second like, like I, some I don't remember who it was, but there was a guy recently from the '80s that was just like. Yeah, he's dead. Wait, is he? Like, I wasn't sure. Yeah, about him. yeah. I even do that with celebrities too. Sometimes I'm like, dang, I thought he was dead. 
<laughs> it kind of reminds me of the whole CM Punk thing. Mm. OMG, uh, Kevin Nash, WTF, thought he was dead. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> right. That's one of my favorites. That was so funny. Oh my gosh. But, uh, but yeah, I called, um, I actually had to call my dad. Um, I was at work. Um, I, I think I was seeing, I was seeing him and my mom later that day and I had to call him for something. I don't even remember what it was now. And he, and I was asking him how, you know, the pets were doing and everything. And he's like, well, animal died. And I was like, well, what animal died? He said, animal died. What are you talking about? Like, I'm at work. What are you right. talking about? He was like, road warrior animal. I was like, oh. I was like, no fucking way. Like, I, I just said it like that. Like, yeah. I was shocked. And uh, he's like, I thought you got my text. That's why you were calling. And I was like, no, I was calling you for something else. Yeah. God. Uh-oh. Oh, there we oh go. here comes Elizabeth. Well, what is she, I guess she's going to say, how is she going to oh, stop there a she snake? Goes. Yeah, mine, mine kind of stopped for a second, but we're, we're back at it. Okay. Oh, gosh. You know, Miss Elizabeth passed away on my birthday in 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate that. Yeah, both of them. You know that um, my friends and I, um, you know that you refer to um, WWE refers to Sunny as the original diva. Do they? And, do they still? Do they still do that even with everything she's going through? Right. No, I wonder. But yeah, when they did the Hall of Fame with her and everything, they're like, "Oh, she's the original diva." Blah blah blah. And we're like, "No, this Miss Elizabeth." Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there's an argument with that in terms of um, uh, uh, sexuality. I guess. Sure. So. Um, I mean, yeah, it depends on Miss Elizabeth I'm... was like the first. I mean, yeah, it depends on it, it depends on what WWE's definition of diva is this week. That's that's oh, really I, oh, what, yeah. that's yeah. what it comes down to. Because if you're saying it's a a diva is a good looking woman that doesn't wrestle, then yeah, that would be Elizabeth. But if you're talking about a diva is someone that like doesn't wrestle but is very sexual and comfortable in her own body, okay, that's Sunny. Like, it, yeah, it depends on what their definition of diva is this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, by the way, die. Savage He's got another DDT. DDT. That's a third one, yeah. I really, you know, I really miss valets in wrestling. Um, so when I see some, um, I I usually, like, I love it because it's like a lost art, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, I feel like AEW's kind of got the coach thing going. Miss Elizabeth, they add to the feud, you know, in some way, shape, or form. Right, and and I guess the longevity too, like thinking of like Paul Heyman or we'll even throw in. Um, well, I mean AEW has a has a bunch. huh? AEW has a bunch of like coaches. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and Brandy does valet work too, and right. um. She she'll wrestle. She'll do valet work. So I mean, I'm actually all right with it because I feel like we there a lot of that is missing. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I, I just does a lot of valet work. 
manager. I work. do kind of have, like even, and, and this is even with, with coaches too. Although I don't think any in AEW actually wrestle. To me, like either be a valet slash manager, you know, like a Heyman or an Elizabeth. But I only want to see you do that or wrestle. Like I don't want to see you do both in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, it's um. I guess that's, you know, fair. Um, so, I can't... Oh, wait, I, is I the lesbian getting a DDT? <laughs> is the lesbian getting a DDT? Oh, let go of her. She didn't do nothing to you. Well, she did get a punch, though. Terrible. Wait, do you think he's going to do another DDT on Savage? Oh, gosh. Only now the other referee comes in? Where was he all this time? I know, right? Also, come to think of it, only two referees? I guess it is a short show, to be fair. Two referees probably could work the whole event. Oh, here's Tony. Tony's telling Jake to get out of here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that guy I was thinking of earlier that that was not that was not Jack Tony. It was somebody else. Oh, and they spit at no one. (laughs) I think attention. Jake was supposed to be spitting at Savage, but really, he actually just spat at no one at all. That was Mm. pretty intense stuff. I was not expecting all that. Yeah. He got some. I'm pretty sure he has some serious heat hitting Elizabeth Mm. now. Uh, so the next thing I'm going to bring up is something I don't think, certainly not Savage or Jake, would have, would, would so, all right, now they have like three people out there, from what I could say. Four people. Four? Okay. Oh yeah, Tony, the Tony's the other one. Yeah. Oh no, the, wait, no, we have five. One, two, okay. three, and then two in the ring. Okay. Again, where, where were all these people before? Um, right, yeah. That's I like the number is... one question we always ask, even in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, why do I feel... Well, not why do I feel. I'm just going to say it out. Say it. Why, do I, why is this generation a pro wrestler, at least to me, why does it feel like they are the most thin-skinned people in the world when it comes to social media? Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of it has to do with how um, you're just is easily acce- accessible. But they could also just choose not to do anything. They don't. It's not like there's a law out there that says you must have a social media account. Right. Like, I can't um, think of any think, other genre. I think a lot of it, um, I think a lot of it. Um, I remember my brother telling me about it because you know my brother used to wrestle too. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of. Um, Pro wrestlers like to read about themselves, seeing what people are saying right. in terms of generating a buzz or whatever. Um, that's actually, um, I got, I had written an article on Daily DDT about mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander about three, four years ago, somewhere around there. Okay. And he he actually found it, found my um, blog on Twitter. Um, Daily DDT had posted it, but they didn't tag him. So that goes to show you, pe- people, they do, you know, pro- wrestlers do 
try to find things to read about themselves and see what people were saying. But sometimes it's like, well, you already, they already know how fickle fans can be. And you got some that just, you know, they just make it worse for everybody else. No, but here's, I guess my point is this is like, I, I and, and honestly, I think the reason I brought this topic up recently was because I read about this thing with Carmella. And apparently uh-huh, should be, yeah. and and I just want to put it out there. It's not like this is solely a Carmella thing, because the other people I can think of that I can, you know, that to me has this problem is like Seth Rollins is another one. Um, I feel like Edge was really complaining about like that not Nia everyone Jax loved his. Too. I remember her Jax as well. Sure, but my point is this: is like I can't think of. Any, and maybe there's like a, an exception here or there, of course. But mm-hmm. oh, the warlords on the show, <laughs> get excited! Um, oh man, music, m- music-wise or anything like I can't in music or anything. I cannot think of someone like another industry where people are, like feel so thin-skinned. When right, it comes to social yeah. media, like I, I don't watch sports. I don't know how if do our football players complaining like Carmella is. If so, or any of them, I just feel I like it's a generational thing. Like I don't hear it in any of the genre. I don't hear video game makers saying, "You know what? Well, how dare you say this about my game and the stuff that went in?" Right, no one replies yeah. to it except today's pro wrestlers. And I'm not even, I don't think it's just WWE, because I think AEW has a few of them there, too. Like, I think Brandy shut her Twitter account down for a little mm-hmm. bit, for a while ago. Yeah, um, a lot of, well, I think, um, yeah, Brandy had, um, I, I don't really know entirely what happened, but, um, I want to say that a lot of fans were coming after her, especially after they decided to do AEW heels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, you know, give her some credit. They're trying different things, you know. Um, it's not like she, it's not like they're trying to um, single out anybody. And I, and I think, you know, sometimes, sometimes people just, people feel like they could just say whatever and you know it like i said there's always some that just make it worse for everybody else but but i guess my point is that brandy also doesn't have to engage right and that's and like, like look that at the way why she turned twitter off because you know um it probably got too much, and she didn't want the stress and right. all that. And, and like, and, I mean, just like, fine, screw it. And I'll like, just deactivate I, it for a while. I, I mean, like I said, this. I'll compare in her case. I'm going to compare to two people for two very different reasons that I think handle it handle it much better, being in a somewhat similar position. First mm-hmm. off, Cody. Cody's great with with social media. I think Cody's really really great at social media. He mm-hmm. doesn't, compl- yeah. doesn't complain. He doesn't. He he stays on point. He does have a little interaction with the fans, but also not so much that he opens the floodgates. Right, right. So, and and that's her husband. He keeps his distance, so to speak. And the reason I'm comparing is because that's her husband. Okay. Now the other person that I'm going to bring up, even though I don't like her myself, is Stephanie McMahon, who mm-hmm. is another female in a in, in a 
because because Brandy is, is, does have a role, like is, is an. I think she's an executive vice president. I don't know if if she she's is. a um like a CEO. Right. Oh, yeah, like branding or something. Or, no, like chief that. brand officer because everybody calls her chief brandy officer. Right, but I don't see. So that's I don't know if that makes a VP. But anyway, but it, my point is, it's a woman in a major role in a company. Stephanie mm-hmm. McMahon is as well. And again, I don't feel like Stephanie McMahon does the same outbursts as Brandy. Now, this is like I compared Brandy to Cody because they're husband and wife. I'm now comparing right, right. Brandy to Stephanie because they're both women in a, uh, I guess, a, a, a big amount of power in their respective companies. Right, right, right. So, like I said, you can allow it and be like a Brandy or a Carmella or a Seth Rollins and really a bunch of people. I'm just not thinking of them off the top of my head. Or you can just, like, ignore them and be like a Cody and a... You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... Yeah, I think it just depends on the person. Um, right. Like, like, for, like, for example, like, maybe, like, I write... Um, I don't read the comments. Um, that was one of the biggest pieces of advice I ever gotten from my colleagues. Don't read the comments. You're going to drive yourself crazy. It's, it's a great piece of advice, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. You're going to drive yourself crazy going through the comments. It's not worth it because people are going to be people. Right. And, um, so, but it, I mean, it's like if you... You know, do your podcasts and stuff. People comment on it. You could choose not to, depend, or, you know, you be like, okay. If it's, you know, because people, even though there's going to be a lot of positive comments, that one negative comment is going to really get you every time. So it's. I think it just depends on who you are as a person. Because at the end of the day, you know, whether they're superstars or you know, higher in power, what? I mean, they're they're human too. They got feelings, they deal with things, just like we do. Right. And, you know, and I think the thing that confuses me about the Carmella thing, because uh, I don't know if you, do you know about the Carmella, what she's upset about? I do, but I just yeah, want to see if you do. Yeah, um, I saw that and she's like, I, I come back for one night and I forgot how toxic social media was or something like that. Right, well, for, well first of all, yeah, she, she did. Right. Social media is so toxic, but you you can't you can't let it run you know but also let me throw this out there again okay yeah you came back to wwe you did not have to come back to social media that unless i'm wrong unless wwe has some weird thing in their contract that says you must have a social media account which i sincerely doubt i don't know if they could even do that to be honest with you but then again we can talk about the third party situation later on um, yeah, yeah. But but my point is this is what confuses me about her comment is number uh, no great I didn't watch SmackDown so I, I I I'm guessing here so she came back with a new look from what I understood she's supposed to be bad like a heel or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, we're complaining I didn't that look people at it either I hadn't had a chance to look at SmackDown but. Um, I think a lot of it, um, a lot of people, um, well, a lot of fans, I think they're speculating she had work done. Okay. In terms of plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and um, that, just reading, just reading the re- like reading results and then reading, just seeing what people had to say. Um, I would think that was more along the lines of what what she was referring to. Okay, because I was gonna say from what I could tell, I was like, okay, so you're mad that people are saying bad things when you're a bad guy or a bad girl, mm-hmm. I guess in this case. Um, yeah, there was that was a lot that I saw, um, and you know it's not like she's a stranger to controversy on social media, right? Because of her relationship with Corey Graves, right, right. I mean, like I said, I whatever the case is, I don't. The only reason I'm singling her out is right now is because it's the newest situation. But really, mm-hmm. both men and women in today's like I can't even imagine. Stone Cold back in the day being like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna kick some, kick Vince McMahon, put my boot right up his ass. Oh shit, so oh, what are they saying about me on social media, media? Back in the day, it'd be awful. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, I agree. I mean, it's you know, it's it's kind of awful now. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I am definitely one of those people that is like, definitely social media does way more bad than it is good, and I'm wondering like how everyone's quality of life would be if like they like if every social media place just shut down right i'm telling you um you know i have a 12 year old nephew mm-hmm. and like that's his life like he loves his iphone and he has an instagram account and all this stuff and i look and he's he's on youtube constantly that's like his favorite place um he has like i said he's on instagram a lot too and um, I think he's on, he was on TikTok at one time, and I, maybe he's on I Snapchat, I'm not sure. But, you know, he's constantly on his phone, he's constantly watching videos and stuff. I said, what would you do if you didn't have it? Well, I don't know. I was like, whoo. I even told him, I said, dude, you don't even know how good you got it. Like, Absolutely. I told him, I said, you could just watch anything, and you could type it in on YouTube or whatever and watch it. I told Alex, I said, shoot. Yeah. When we had a pay-per-view, if we weren't able to record it on a VCR, we had to wait six months for it to come out right. on Walmart. I mean, yes, this, they had it. I mean, this event is even probably a good example. Because, again, we talked about uh, how how WWE had had Survivor Series and now 72 hours later yeah. will ask for more money. I guarantee you a lot of people didn't do that. And what they wound up doing was try to go to the pay-per-view channel and see if they could at least listen to the sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I've done it. <laughs> now, now look, look at how easy it was for us to just get to this right here. A quick search and, and you're done. And like, you know, if I had my best friend, she, um, her um, mom or her grandfather won, they would buy the pay-per-view for her and she would record it on a videotape. And you're just hoping that it worked out because sometimes she couldn't record it. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, man, I hope somebody got the hookup because if not, we ain't going to know what's, you know, we're not going to be able to see anything. Right, right. <laughs> and yeah. then, like, and then, like, you know, back then, you know, um, cable wasn't as prevalent either. So, like, for me, when I first started watching, all I had was superstars. Mm-hmm. And that came on, um, and that came on every Saturday. And and 
then in an hour's time, they didn't really talk about everything. So, like, I had to refer to WWF Magazine right. for results. Sure. Like, three months later. Or or you're going to pick up one of the uh, the newsstand magazines. Yeah, yeah. And just read. I remember I would get one of those all the time because that's the only way that you knew yeah. what was happening in other promotions other than exactly. the ones you had that's... access to, which was usually WCW's... WWF, but then like you sort of saw like USWA in there, and you saw yeah. uh, in some cases Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and mm-hmm. it's crazy time. By the way, uh, did they have New Japan um, in there too? I can't uh, remember. Maybe towards the end, I don't remember it myself. Towards the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I say yeah. towards the end, but I think some of those magazines still run. Surprisingly, yeah, in today's day and yeah. age. Yeah, I'm telling you, but yeah, I mean, the kids today, boy, I mean, they said it to us 20 years ago, but now it's like, man, you really don't know how good you got it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, not even just with wrestling. (laughs) I mean, even with music, how, like, you would, um, just that you would, like, sit by the radio and just get ready to hit record because the radio might play that song that you like. Yes. You hit record. If the song plays and you hit record, you're right. jamming away and everything. And, and then towards it. the end of the song, the DJ comes on. Right. Oh boy, that <laughs> did piss me off. Oh, I you're... have ruined some radios in the past from throwing it. Cause the DJ came on. <laughs> yeah. So like that. And then even in, in video games, um, yeah, you know, like the whole, I, I and like, I'm trying to think of a, a good example that I have here. I guess, I mean, auto-saving is one. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, just the aspect of auto-saving that never happened in an old game. Right, yeah. You had, um, like, especially with Mario, and I want to say Sonic, because Sonic didn't have saving until Sonic and Knuckles. Right. I remember you had to play all the way through. Or you got a passcode that you'd have to enter for certain games. Game Shark, yeah, yeah. Well, no, just like, no, just passcodes in general. Like, I think, I think, like, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, it was like, they would give you this, like, this super long passcode that would be like, Q-R-A-P-Q-1-3-5-2. Like, and they'd be like, okay, you gotta write all that shit down, and now yeah. enter it next time you play. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. No, see, uh, uh, like, basically almost every industry, it seems like, compared to what it was when you know it was around the late 80s early 90s like everything's so much easier to get oh i'm telling you yeah and it's funny because i said this to bill um obviously we're recording wwe free and i think the bulldog is gonna win i don't know how i knew that was gonna be the end of the match (laughs) um yeah he um so this was in 91 after Survivor Series. Um, yeah, this was him en route to winning the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam the following year. Yes. Um, but no, what I, what I was saying was about um, when you think about like the, the past and how things used to be much uh, harder to, like as we mentioned music, we mentioned... I mean, there wasn't even, there definitely wasn't that many of a choice when it came to TV, not like it is now, where right, there's yeah. new shows constantly going on on every platform because these networks have to try to compete. They can't 
win anymore by just saying, all right, here's the Sunday night movie of the week. Right, because <laughs> it's easily accessible. Speaking of TV shows, yes, I got to tell you my guilty pleasure. Please. The Masked Singer. Oh my god, I you and fucking show. Bill. <laughs> you and Bill. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> he loves The Masked Singer. I, I'm not going to say I hate it, because I haven't really watched it, but I do think the fans are fake. Not like, oh, not yeah, saying you, sure. but, but I'm saying like the audience members, I guess. Because, yeah. this is such a good transition, because... We just talked about like how easy things uh, are compared to where they were in the past. One of the easiest things is to put spoilers out. Yeah. How have there not been any spoilers for the mass singer of who these people are ahead of time? It's probably because they're all contracted to be there. Right, that's, right. So that's why, I don't know, I just have a hard time. Because I'm like, these... Fans are so I, I don't, Yeah, I don't try to like look at spoilers or anything. Um, well, I don't think there's even any out there because I would have run into them. Um, you yeah. Um, sometimes on YouTube they there's a couple spoiler oh, channels. Yeah? I don't try to pay attention oh, to okay. it. And I I'll watch um, like when they are unmasked and they do their interview afterwards. Um, I don't read the comments because they'll sit there and say, oh, so and so is this and. Da, 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 da. No, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to guess, play the right way. Right, right, sure. Don't read it. <laughs> so, um, but the guy, um, the one that was unmasked this week, he unmasked himself. It was Mickey Rourke. Oh well, okay, so the little yeah. coinciding with the wrestler. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really cool doing Mickey Rourke things. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I was right the first week. Uh. As soon as he started, well, it was a rap song. I was like, that is Buster Rhymes. There's really? no okay. else that sounds like him. And sure enough, he got on bass. So I was like, I was right. Just, it was him. Just I, tell, I was going to say, if he wasn't on bass, just have someone say to him, have, have someone try to make him say, what the dilly yo, and see if it's him. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'm going to. I'm, I'm waiting for. um. I want to see somebody like Cindy Lauper on there, someone that can really sing. Mm. Um, Mom and I watched a special of hers a few months ago. Mom was like, man, she'd be a really great candidate for the mass Singer. I was like, man, you're telling me? Because they've had like Dionne Warwick on there. Um, I want to say Gladys Knight, maybe. Okay. I can't remember. But yeah, they'll have, they'll have big singers on there. Um, Last season, they had Little Wayne on there, mm-hmm. and they had Sarah Palin. Really? Oh, I didn't know about the Palin. Yes, and she did. Baby got back. She oh, was the, she. Oh God, what was her? She was like the bear, I think, or something. You have to, one. Of, you have one to. One of these days, I'll probably check. Yeah. Um, would, I I just messaged Tina Fey. But it was Sarah Palin. <laughs> I just messaged uh, Bill because I was curious if he had a favorite currently on The Masked Singer. So before he gets back to me, do you have a current favorite as of, again, October 5th at 8 o'clock? Uh, um, well, they've done group 
Um, they did Group A and Group B so far. Um, so they haven't done all the um, contestants for this season yet. Oh, okay. Um, um, so the one, um, the one I'm really, um, they have one uh, that's like two, like two in a mask, like a brother and a sister. I think it's the Osmonds, but okay, um, my favorite would be the uh, seahorse. Okay, here's what Bill said. Snow Owls is kind of cool. Serpent is really good, like Seahorse also. Yeah. Yeah, Seahorse is definitely a singer, and I'm trying to figure out who it is. It's a female. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, I, I was guessing... I had some some of them right last season, and um, of course, Mom was like, oh, I think it's this person. I'm like, Mom, no. God, no. <laughs> Brett Michaels was on there last season. I'm like, Mom, bananas, Brett Michaels. She's like, No, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. I saw Poison in concert. I know that voice. <laughs> what, what? By the way, just to uh, just want to mention something on this event. This is a weird, out of nowhere tag team match. It is the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase along with Repo Man against Tito Santana and Virgil. Now, oh wow! I get Virgil and DiBiase being on. The other side of the teams. I don't know where the they late, came out with great Miss Sherry. I love her. She's I so Sherry. I forgot that she was even with DiBiase at one yep, point. Yeah, she was. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is what a weird. Like, why Repo she Man was, and Tito? She's one that she was a wrestler, mm-hmm. and she was just as good as the manager. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. I, I mean, look, she's in an era that there wasn't really. Many, you know, many female matches. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't even know if they had a women's championship at this point, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, they might have just introduced it, if not. I can't remember. Because I can tell you right now, there definitely was uh, not I'll tell a women's you, uh, give match. Me, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, get, you give me a minute, I'll tell you. Okay. Speaking of women uh, in wrestling... Netflix cancels Glow. I saw that. I'll be honest oh. with you. I think they deserve it. I don't think that... I thought that they had the nice opportunity in season one to have to have it be a one-and-done season. Like that... Um, what the fuck's the name of the, the Netflix um, haunted movie, the horror movie, It's in a House? Mm. House on a Haunted Hill, I believe it's called. I don't know. I but my point is this: is, is slow, but I wanted to. I haven't. My point is this: is they there was no reason for the, that. Glow was another reason. Glow was another show where there's no reason for a season two, and they did one. So mm. that's why I'm saying they deserved it. I got you. In fact, I yeah, think I tried watching season two. I wanted to. Um, I, I tried watching season two, and I think I got maybe three or four episodes and just stopped. Not for I, anything particular. It's just I was like, oh, I'm just not interested. Okay, in 1990, the women's championship became inactive after Rock and Robin vacated the championship following her departure from the company. Okay. Um, then, in December 1993, the title was reactivated with the Lundra Blaze winning a tournament for the vacant women's championship. Mm-hmm. However, the women's championship became inactive again when Blaze was released from the WWF. And that was when the whole Medusa thing (laughs) happened at uh, uh, Nitro with the trash can. Right. 
Yeah, you, your title would be vacant after something like that happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, it's time for you to bring up a topic. What do you want to talk about? Okay. Um, well, I'll... Well, we'll, um, we talked about, oh, we talked about non-wrestling topics, so I'll bring one back up. Now, I was talking to somebody about this earlier. What do you think about the whole thing with Aaliyah Mysterio and Buddy Murphy? (sighs) So, I haven't really watched Raw, like, I'm, I I think more, I've watched more, and it's kind of more on SmackDown, to be honest with you, even that's kind of shoddy. Uh... I can kind of give you um give you a little um backdrop. If no, you I want. got the I, I got the idea. Here's oh, my okay. big, here's my biggest problem with the whole thing. Ali is not a wrestler, right? And so therefore, there's not going to be any payoff to this storyline at all because she can't. Yeah. She's not going to get hit, and she's well, they'll they'll have her hit probably because WWE likes doing that where it's like kind of. Um, I think in a way, it's kind of like dragging out the whole Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio thing. I mean, that's... And it's like they're adding a twist to it with that. Uh, I don't know. I don't care. And like I said, there's not going to be any payoff. There was something... It's it's, what else that I... There was something else I recently said that about. Like, I'm like, it doesn't matter. um, The main reason why I brought this up is because, you know, people were actually, like, freaking... They weren't freaking out, but they actually were complaining that, oh my gosh, she's 19 years old. Buddy Murphy's 31. Mm. Okay, 13-year age difference, and it's not all that uncommon. Um, My ex, I I dated him, started dating him when I was 22. He was 34. Mm -hmm. I mean, so to me, it's not, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And last time I checked, if you're 19, that means you're grown. Right. So, I think that's what a lot of... I think people were... I think, in a way, people still see Aaliyah as that little girl back mm. in the days where he was feuding with CM Punk. And it's like she's grown. And this is what... You know, it's not like Buddy Murphy's, like, a creep or anything. Right. And in I... the quote-unquote screenshots that Seth Rollins um, showed on Raw, um, for me... They weren't like they weren't. They were. It wasn't. Didn't lead to anything. Of you know, just you know, she wished him a happy birthday or something like that. Right. And somebody I, on Facebook was like, um, "Seth, you really don't want to go there with screenshots." <laughs> I think. I think I probably should clarify because I, I. I didn't really. Because I kept. Say, I said to you that the thing that annoys me the most is the, the thing with Ali is not going to have a payoff. Right. I think the reason, and I never really explained what 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 I meant by that. What I meant by that is because I do think that she's going to turn on Ray and his family, and yeah, there's not going to be a payoff for that, be. and which is dumb. Now, as far as the age thing goes, yeah, it doesn't bother me. If it, to be honest with you, I think if we're going to be really honest, I think that people are, or wrestling fans are offended because that's what it feels like. Um, and I'm going to transition this to another topic. Uh, because wrestling fans look for things to be offended by these days. You know, before you do that, yeah. I mean, they're cl- complaining about that. Um, does anybody remember, like, when Stacy and them were all over Vince? Now, that was gross. 
Right. I, well, again, diff- it was a different product as right, far as yeah. they were appealing to- towards men and they were wearing, um, you know, revealing outfits. That's right, what I was yeah. about. But um, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, but no, so that's my other thing is I'm like, I just feel like friggin' wrestling fans, which is why I'm like, I, I'm probably mostly like out on wrestling. Like I'm not watching it that much, especially since I'm not doing the Royal Rumble podcast anymore. Cause yeah. Royal Rumbles, I'm like, now there's really no reason to follow this anymore. Cause before the Royal Rumble thing, I was not watching anything for like five years. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I was like, I don't miss anything at all. Every once in a while, someone would bring something up to me and I'd get mad. And then I'd be like, okay, well, good thing. This isn't in my life anymore. Um, right. <laughs> And but but like now I'm noticing I'm just like everyone just got offended by everything. Now there's certain things that I understand more than others, but I don't know. Yeah, like is it just me? That's just, it's just like man, you couldn't even yeah y'all wouldn't even survive the Monday Night Wars. Absolutely not. No. All the all the stuff that they come up with. Yeah. Well, y'all complain about this. This is tame compared to what happened twenty twenty five years ago. Yeah, where were you when they? Cut off uh, that Val Venus's dick with the sword. Oh my god! Well, actually, to be fair, it did turn out that his dick wasn't cut off with a sword. Um, choppy, choppy, the people. Yes, <laughs> but you're right. Like, there's like, I don't. I think that's the other half of the problem with wrestling right now is, as a whole, is the minute they try to do something, and I'm not just talking about WWE. I'm talking about anyone. Yeah. Then everyone complains about it because they're offended by something. Right. I'm telling you, you know, sometimes, I mean, I think we're all guilty of it to some point. Um, cause I think, I think, um, I think we want to see so much from like certain people and then we don't get it. And we're like, ah! but you know, at two, you know, you want something to catch our attention and you want, you want to see it. You want to see it do good. And um, I think a lot of it has to do with patience. Um, a lot Today's fan don't really have a lot of patience. You're, no, I, I can, I think I definitely somewhat agree with that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, see, here's an example for me. It's like, I always get annoyed, My I, not annoyed, but like, I'm just like, oh God, what, like, if someone like might say or write like, Oh, they. Uh, there was a lot of blood in that match, but it didn't really need it. I didn't really think it was appropriate. I'm like, okay, that's fine, but like, I don't know. Like, it just there is part of it that is like, who cares? Like, let them do mm-hmm. what they want to do. I'm definitely one of these people that are just like, and maybe it's because I don't know these people, meaning wrestlers. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not like I'm going to Seth Rollins' house on Sunday for lunch or going <laughs> to, to Chris Jericho's place to play some video games every Tuesday. But right, as long right. as both guys are okay with I don't care what they do. They want to hit themselves with a steel chair in the face as long as it's okay with both of them. I'm not their parent. I'm not their mother or father. And you know, too, accidents happen. You have to keep that in mind, right. you know? So my thing is they're trying to entertain you, Mm. you know, and I think a lot of times when people do complain, it's not so much the wrestler, it's the booking. Right. 
But uh, like, and what the hell is this? Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, and like I said, the other thing is just like I just the connections people make that I've heard in the past is amazing. Cause like, I'm like, how did you even think of that? One of the ones that I remember, I wish I remember who said it, but I don't, I don't remember where it was from. Um, during the edge versus Randy Orton match at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. um, someone had written or said something about when they were fighting in the, um, I think they were fighting in a weight room at one point. And yeah. then somehow someone bought it to Chris Benoit because he hung himself supposedly. Oh in my the weight God. Room. Yeah. And I'm like, how did you even think of, I don't I'm like, I don't even know how someone draws that conclusion. Yeah. Like first you would have had to thought about Chris Benoit, which you probably hadn't heard about for at least a couple of years. Right. Then right. you have to remember that in a in the police report it was said that he uh, committed suicide by hanging him with the weights going down. Right. Like I don't. Maybe it's just me. See, the only thing that offends me is illogical storylines. Like that yeah. gets me. Illogical storylines get me furious. Like oh, oh yeah, and there's a lot of that. Trust way me, yeah. more, way more than if something that someone else finds offensive actually offends me. I, you know why I don't get offended, Sarah? I'm gonna tell you why. Because it's a TV show, and I'm like, none of this shit's real. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> try, I mean, look, if some of this shit happened in in real life, yeah, I'd be a little concerned. But I know it's a TV show, and I know it's not real. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. So um. Speaking of illogical storylines, sure. What I don't know. Well, you might know a little bit about it. You probably do. Retribution. Antifa. <laughs> no. That's what I call him. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh man. No. My lo- thing with them. Yeah, go ahead. Um, my thing with them. They're acting like they don't know who they are. The like the commentators and stuff they have no they're like who are they nobody mm. else looks like me again okay that's mm, true i mean they're like who's that y- y'all know who these guys are like like dio Madden's one of the guys and he took a beating from brock lesnar for the king and mm. the king's like who's that I'm like really guys this is no stuff like that is what irritates me right well i mean this the attention to details like yeah who came up with that idea also and i know i don't think you were all, i've know i've said this plenty of times but anytime i said it i'm pretty sure you were not on the same show as me this storyline this first of all it number one it proves once again it's the one storyline wwe can never do even in their best periods of business they don't know how to do an invasion storyline. Mm-hmm. Any invasion storyline that they had have has have had has failed. Whether it was Nexus, whether it was the Alliance, whether oh, it was um, there was why do I feel like there was like a 
like an end of weird NWA invasion that they tried doing, where it was like they bombastic. Did a WCW one in '97, I think. Yeah. Okay, so that that 97, was '98, somewhere around there. Yeah, but that was like one night, so like. Yeah. It's okay. not a full fledged storyline. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. any full fledged storyline, they they have not done well at all. This falls in that category because they did an invasion storyline where literally in the entire history of the, of like, I would even say their existence, they could not pull off. You know why? Cause this story, this group was all about like, Oh, we don't know who it is. We don't know who it is. We're in the COVID era. Yeah. We know every single, they know every single person that goes into the building because everyone has to be tested. Yeah. You already lost me. It's the one time you literally cannot do an invasion storyline. And and it just, like, they didn't make no sense. And and then they have, like, different names, too. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Right. Now, Now, if it was people, like, the fans weren't really... You know, if it was people that were just coming in, it'd be different. Or they only people that have already yeah. been established on like NXT or whatever. I, you know, these are people already been established on your programming. Not only that, but the idea is supposed to be, and oh, we're finally at the uh, the Hulk Hogan Undertaker match. Hogan's, oh yeah, Hogan's yeah. on fire, by the way. He just came out and just started beating the hell of the Undertaker. Um, the thing is. They're supposed to be portrayed as like we don't care about Paul anyone. Bear ju- jumping in. <laughs> we're, we're, he's like we're we're getting, we're, you know, we don't care about anyone in this company, and we're just going to attack everybody and destroy everything. And yeah, I remember one they the... had um they had demanding contracts and stuff, and it's like y'all were tearing shit up for like the last several weeks, if not months. Right, and the reward of contracts. Right, but okay. the other the other thing was I remember the, one of the first things I was like, oh, this is so, so stupid. Is they're attacking people in the back randomly, mm-hmm. and then I don't remember one of the women's wrestlers was back there, and I'm like, and then they waited, and then like I guess the woman of the group, I guess Mia Yim, whatever she's gonna be called now, attacked her, and I'm like, well, wow, I'm glad the invasion force had enough sense for no man on woman violence. I'm sure I'm glad they were so well behaved. Right. <laughs> and then and then the other thing was uh what was it? Um well apparently I, and I don't know how much of this is true, maybe you know more than me. Um some of them they don't have COVID but they were in contact with people. Yeah, yeah. So again, That's I'm really why glad they haven't been on is because there was an outbreak on NXT, I think. Because um, I know like um I know a couple of matches were um, canceled at Clash of Champions because of that. Um, yes. The tag, the tag team match with um, the Riot Squad and Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax was canceled because um, Shayna Baszler and Jessamyn Duke are um, roommates. Okay. Um, and then. Bailey, who was Bailey taking? Bailey was taking on somebody. Nikki Cross. Yes, and you know she's married to Killian Day. Okay. So. So wait, because we were trying to figure, you know, we were trying to figure this out 
last week or whenever the hell I recorded this other show is, um, do we know whose party they were at? I don't think so. I don't don't really know anything about it. Um, all I know is it was an outbreak. We don't know, like me, I don't know the source or anything. Well, apparently it's from a party that involved both AEW wrestlers and WWE wrestlers. And we were trying to figure out who else might have been a victim of this, but... Mm. I mean, I was trying to figure out who wasn't on AEW Dark that weekend. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, how yeah. That's the scope of my detective Well, work. you know, um, yeah, Adam Cole and Britt Baker, they're an item. And you mm. got, well, at, a while back you had um, Renee and Mox. So, I mean, right. it, that's kind of stuff you can't really avoid. Um, but, yeah, um, one of the big things in NFL um I know at least 20 to 23 members of the Titans, Tennessee Titans organization has tested positive for COVID. Right. I did hear about that. Cause I keep saying to people, when is the NFL getting canceled? Yeah. Cause my dad was like, Oh God, the season's going to get canceled and blah, blah, blah. And I was, uh, I was like, I don't know. Um, that's crazy. Cause, um, I think they played the Vikings last, and none of the Vikings test. I don't think none of the Vikings tested positive. Okay. Well, um, we'll soon see, because all you people, in, I don't know if you play, excuse me, play fantasy football, but all those people, you got to be wondering if your season's even going to last to the end. Right? I'm telling you. And then the big news, too, is that Cam Newton got COVID-19. Okay. That... And he plays. Uh, he plays for the Patriots now. He's the one that replaced Tom Brady. Okay. So that was kind of big news too. And um, but the Patriots are. I think they're taking on the Chiefs tonight. And but Cam Newton obviously is not playing. Actually, now that you're saying that, I also think that Raw is on tonight. Yeah, what? Raw's on right what? now. Yeah, hey, what's, well, go, what's going on? Do we have an, a live report since we only have about 10 minutes left in the show? Yeah, I'll check and see what we have or have not missed. Can we see if more people are upset about Murphy and Aaliyah? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how. <laughs> um, yeah, give me un momento and I'll be sure, able to. Sure, no problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, so like, Tony's outside of the ring. Undertaker's mm-hmm. fighting Hogan. Now, if I'm not mistaken, something's going to happen in this match that there is not going to be a winner. And what that eventually leads into is the 1992 Royal Rumble, which is the one Flair wins and that people um, have many people say is the greatest Royal Rumble uh, that there is. I got you. Now, I don't remember, though, what happens that makes this decision that there's no winner, but I'm pretty sure something happens. Well, okay, so Raw has a lot of stiff competition. There's two football games, and then there's a playoff game with the Yankees. Okay. So, um, I do know the Riot Squad is taking on Baszler and Jax for the uh, Titans. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to see. Yeah, the one thing I got to they're they're watching the Yankees game. Not that I blame them. <laughs> well, tell see if you can find something that says what what has already happened in the half hour that's passed. 
instead of giving me what's supposed to happen, tell me. Yeah, that was happened. the only thing I knew at the time. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find out. Um, give me one minute no here. Problem. See if we can find something. Yeah, because like I said, I think we have about yeah, about still about ten minutes left in the. Uh, yeah. Event, um, so we're winding down. Like I said, it's gonna be a it was a shorter event. I wanted to try out, folks, what a shorter event looks like instead of a regular three hour. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I can tell you right now. This has actually been pretty good. So um, yeah, it's nice. It's, it's short. this continuing a continuation of what they were doing, and they had some man. You saw in the last match, um, Virgil manhandled poor Sherry. Yes, he did. Boy, if they did that today. Good <laughs> lord. Um, good lord. Did anything ever happen on? Maybe nothing happened. It wouldn't be a shock to me. Oh. Be a shock to me at all. Okay, no surprise. Randy Orton challenges Drew McIntyre to one more WWE title match. Guess where it's at? Hell in a Cell, which I won't yep, be watching. Got it. No surprise. I'm 100% not watching that. Yeah. Um, everyone everyone okay, instead... Okay, the draft begins Friday. Right. They're talking not, about that. Not like um, they're, I doubt they're going to stick to it. How quick do you think that they break from that? Uh, yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah, that won't be long. Yeah, all all other than that, uh, just says that um, Drew McIntyre's teaming up with Street Profits to take on Orton, Ziggler, Rot and Bobby Roode. KO invites Bray Wyatt to the KO show. Um. But KO was just on SmackDown Friday with right. Alexa Bliss. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's the only big thing is Orton and McIntyre and Hell in a Cell. Um, Takeover 31 was last night and it was very good. Um, I love the fact that people were just flipping out on how good Kyle O'Reilly was mm-hmm. or is. And he's one of my favorite wrestlers, so it was no surprise to me. Him and Phil Finn Balor absolutely killed it in the main event last right. night. Uh, yeah, no, that's going to be their new home now, the uh, NXT Thunderdome, right? Uh, they call it the Capitol Wrestling Center. Um, they, they yeah, they had named it after, um, I guess, it was something that Vince Sr. had um, back in the day. Yes, I'm really remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, the mystery wrestler that was coming back to take over, um, people thought it was Bobby Roode or Bo Dallas. It ended up being Ember Moon, which I am 100% for. Mm-hmm. Um, Is Bo Dallas even in that company anymore? I don't know. I guess so. People thought he was <laughs> one of the. was going to be the mystery person. <laughs> I, I would like to encourage people, though, to not watch Hell in a Cell and instead watch a better event the night before. I will say that much. I'm sure it can't be. It's got to be a better event. Bound for mm-hmm. Glory. Ah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the night before, too. I'm almost sure about that. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, yeah there, I think there's some good stuff going on over there right now. I keep hearing um people talking about it. I just haven't. I just haven't watched it. Yeah, no, they definitely have upped their game in regards to things over there. That's um, great. Let yeah. me see. Here are our matches. There's three matches so far. One, the first match is for the champ world championship, 
Eric okay. Young defends against Rich Swan, so that should be pretty okay. good. Um, and there's already a story built there because Eric Young beat up Rich Swan on the last pay per view, so they've essentially been carrying that since June. So that's nice. Um, mm-hmm. Or July, I'm sorry, July is when that pay per view was. Oh wait, Flair's coming down here. Whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen now. Let me let, okay. let me before I read the rest of the. There's only two matches left anyway. Oh yeah. Let, yeah, let, me, yeah. let me see what happens here. You're, you're fine. Oh, he's going to argue with Tunny. Flair is. And he hits Flair with a chair and lands on Tunny. What is wrong with the cameraman? Yeah, he's causing all that commotion outside the ring. All right, Undertaker. Taker trying to handle business with Hulk Hogan. All right, Taker gets put it back into the ring. You might be a little ahead of me. What is your time right now? What is my time? Yeah. 129.15. Oh, I'm a little ahead of you, actually. I don't know how that happened, but okay. Yeah, well, I had that. Um, It kind of acted up there for a second. Yeah, yeah a while back. All right, so now we got... I'm just waiting to see what... Because I, I don't know how... This winds up being a no contest, unless... I can hear Gorilla Monsoon say that. That's despicable! He can't get away with that! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, here we go. Now Flair's gonna... And I know I'm a little heady. Flair is gonna bring the chair up to the apron. He's reversed, and Taker hits hit. Clothesline on Flair. Tony's still down, by the way. He's still knocked out. All All Flair did was land on him. That's it. Figured he would have had more durability than that. <laughs> it looked like Hogan was going for the leg, but see, back then they had, uh, back then they had presidents. Now we just have general managers. If we still have any, I don't think we have general managers. You don't. Know, and to be honest, with you, I'm okay with it. I'm pretty tired of the authority figure in general. Me too. You Me can't too. really do much with him. Although now there's an unnecessary authority figure with. Um, I thought they said someone was making matches, but, like, they're not an authority figure, but they are. Oh, yeah. I don't remember who it was. That would be about just about everybody, I guess. No, there's a name specifically. Um, What the hell's his name? He was in Ring of Honor and maybe Shikara as well, if I'm thinking of the right person. Wait, Hogan hit Undertaker with the belt. Wait, what? Hold on. No, he's about to... He threw the uh, ashes in his eyes. Okay. Wait, how did this end? Did I miss this? Well, you're... Uh, you're. I'm ahead of you, so... You tell me what you just saw. Hogan, uh, when everything was going on on the outside, Hogan... Uh, well, Paul Bearer tried to hit Hogan with the urn and didn't work. The urn... Um, the urn came over and spilled the ashes, and Hogan took the ashes and threw it in his eyes. Okay, I got that part. Then what happened? And then uh, Hogan attacked Taker with the belt. Right. After he won. You so know, wait, Hogan you know, won by it was DQ? Advanced, uh, if it was 2020, this happened. Bullshit! Oh, yeah, everyone would be, yeah, everyone <laughs> be fucking furious. Honestly, I'm a little furious now, because I don't know how this leads to... Having the belt held up at Royal Rumble, because oh yeah, you... it was um 
Yeah, that was when Ric Flair won and had that epic promo with Tiramisu. Yeah. But all right, yeah, yeah, Hulkamania is alive and well. I'm sure Monsoon said that one. That's what my close oh. captioning says. <laughs> <laughs> but he's there's no way this ends. Is he going to restart? No, his Undertaker's gone, and now Hogan's leading. Oh, the okay, okay. And I'm and there's the copyright here. <laughs> Oh, so I'm. To- I was totally wrong. There it is. Hulkamania is alive and well. So I was totally wrong because nothing happens that makes this belt held up on the show. Because as you're about to see, they're going to go to the copyright. Mm-hmm. And as Hogan's leaving with the belt, even though he didn't win the belt. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, there we go. Uh, let's finish with this Bound for Glory thing, and then we'll head out of here. All right, All right. so I told you it's, it was Eric Young versus Rich Swan. The Impact Knockouts Championship is Deanna Perazzo versus Kylie Ray. Okay. I, I'm a, a big fan of Deanna. I, yeah, I haven't really seen her much, to be honest with you, before Impact, but what I like, what I see in Impact, I really like. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, she's way- got good stuff. Four-way tag team match for the tag team championship. We have the Motor... Oh, this is going to be a real good one. The Motor City Machine Guns versus the Good Brothers versus the North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, versus gotcha. Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Hmm. I'm still surprised the guns are still around. I remember you know, when, me too. That's why when you said Motor City Machine Guns, I'm like, dang, you're still around. Well, they came back at Slammiversary. They came back okay. as part of the open challenge because we were watching it with a couple of people um, on a stream. And, uh-huh. you know, this was the, the Impact branded it as uh, some people from the past are going to be back here and, you know, on this event. Mm-hmm. And we all figured that one of them was going to be for the tag team title open challenge. But uh-huh. we all kind of thought it was going to be the Good Brothers, but it wasn't. It was the Motor City Machine Guns for the mm-hmm. Open Challenge. And I was like, oh, they're coming in just to probably lose because fucking I didn't even know they were still wrestling. <laughs> so, and then they win the belts. I'm like, Oh, wow, what? yeah. And then I was like, okay, I get it now. It's because they're going to fight this team in the rematch on Tuesday. So they were like, let's create buzz so people will watch our TV show. Mm-hmm. So we watched it. I watched the TV show. They fucking won again. I was like, okay, I don't know what they're doing now then. Obviously they stayed longer than I thought. Um, also returning on that card was Eric Young, uh, where he won the belt. Right, um, right. Did, EC3 did was Heath on their Miller show. show up on that show too? Who? I'm sorry? Did Heath Miller show up on Slammiversary as well? Heath Slater. Yeah, well, yeah, I thought it was Heath Miller. Well, now. you're right, you probably can't go by Slater. But gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. He's, he's around, he's doing something on Tuesday. Uh, okay. The, the Good Brothers, like I mentioned, they did make, they did debut at Slammiversary, but they weren't the mystery opponent. They just came in later on the night. Ah, uh, gotcha. EC3 technically came back that night, too. Okay. I say technically because I love the way they did this, because it was... They did the main event, they did the post stuff, and then the announcer signed off. And then all of a sudden you see like this dark alleyway. Mm-hmm. And then it's like EC3 
and he oh, looks wow. pissed off, and oh, he throws man. a glass at the at the at the wall, and it shatters, and then he leaves. Oh wow! You know, EC three. He reminds me a lot of um, Gail Kim. Like Gail Kim was in WWE, didn't get used correctly, and she did a lot better in TNA. I think EC three is the same way. Also, the thing that interests me about EC three even more is that he. His gimmick is weird. I don't know where it's going, but I'm very interested. He's not doing the same thing he did before he left. Oh, really? So what well, he's... he was like, he was doing the whole Dixie Carter nephew thing. Yes. E- EC3, that's where it all came from. Right. In, in fact, I would argue that what he's doing now, and I haven't, unfortunately, I haven't really been able to keep up on Impact for like the last two or three weeks, but he's claiming that he's got to destroy everything he's done before. And start mm-hmm. anew. And that leads him to a feud with Moose, who's in Impact. And the reason that... See, this is why I'm telling you, like, Impact still does some good shit. The reason why he is going after Moose is because a few months ago, for no reason, by the way, I don't even know why, that I doubt they had EC3 in mind with this, but for some reason, Moose decided to bring back the TNA World Championship. Ah. Uh-huh. Out of nowhere. So, of course... EC3, if he's going to destroy the past, he needs to get that TNA championship to get rid of. Right, yeah. So therefore, he's going after Moose now, which I assume he's probably going to find him at Bound for Glory, and we just don't know it yet. Yeah, Uh, more likely. And also, another layer in that, which I didn't even know, and I'd like to think they did this on purpose, but I really don't think they did. When EC3 left Impact, Mm -hmm. do you remember they used to do a thing called Feast or Fired? Do you know that? Yes! Yeah. Well, what happened was that's how he wound up being written off is because he got the fired briefcase. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how exactly, but they showed a clip. They have a, I saw a clip that was like Moose was somehow responsible for him getting that fired briefcase. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so they they're doing a, like a little throwback. Well, see, Impact, see, Impact hasn't acknowledged that, but... Oh, it's, gotcha. it's just that's why I said I don't know if they're if that's going to be blown up or if they even thought of it that way. But clearly somebody did if they're re-showing that clip around. Right. Like yeah. Fan. So I think that's super interesting. Like I said, so there's some layers there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, it sounds like it's uh, got some potential for sure. Yeah. And the Rich Swan thing is, a, is a, it was a pretty, pretty good story, too. He, mm-hmm. he swerved all of us in the chat. He basically, oh, really? what happened was we didn't know who the fourth person in the match was going to be. Uh-huh. And at one point, the um, interviewer, whoever interviewed him, says to Rich Swan, um, oh, Rich, it's good to see you because he's on his crutches because he was like still injured at that oh, point. Oh, gotcha, yeah. And, and, he go, and they asked him, how are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm doing good. But once I get better, I'm going to be back in there for that championship. Well, it turned out that night he was already better, and we didn't know it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, like, yeah, cause, that's a good one. So yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't expect that at all. But <laughs> Anyway, all right, Sarah, do you, you have any final plugs you want to do before we get out of here? All right, well, um, you can always find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash just Sarah A-W-V. I am, uh, you, I am also on Diva Dirt. And e wrestling news. I do write for both sites occasionally. 
Um, and once again, thanks for having me. I always have a good time with y'all. Absolutely. And as far as I go, that's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter, and that's podcasting.com. And I will catch everyone next time. All righty. And remember, Roman Reigns is your tribal chief. <laughs>